name. Praise the Lord. What a mighty God we serve who is worthy to be praised. All right. Let's get right to it. Spirit of living God, let your rain drop from heaven fall fresh upon your people. Spirit of living God, let your rain drop from heaven fall fresh upon your word. Spirit of living God, let your rain drop from heaven by the servant this morning. Lord, let me decrease that your spirit might increase. I pray, God, for transparency in my seat through me and through your son, the father. In case this not with the servant, please through your servant to reveal to your son that I may show him the way to God. Because, God, this is absolutely nothing about me. This is something all about you. And because this is something all about you, it's absolutely nothing about me. I pray for people this morning. I pray for challenge. I pray for conviction. Oh, God, I pray for spirit to change your people to challenge and convict them by your word. And you'll be changed by the same power of that same word. Let your spirit have the right away. Please, God, just let your congregate to the midst of this temple. And Lord, please have your offer to that presentation that sight, O oh Lord and my Redeemer. Bless this time together. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. How y'all doing this morning? Um, yes, I'm back. Um, so I'm going to let you know up front. The day after Thanksgiving, I'm going to go to Israel. Start putting your money up now. We'll start registering. We'll start registering um, next year. We're putting your calendar right now, so you have 18 months. So 2018 November, you're going to have to give yourself the gift of Jesus this morning. Okay, we're going to go as a family. It should be right around three thousand dollars. So I gives you 18 months to save up for it, and um, that that including flights, um, hotels, all the food. Once you get there, everything's covered. Just got to get there. It's like going on a cruise. Once you get in the boat, everything's covered. Okay? So you start now, you'll be, you'll be fine. It'll be about three grand. Um, and I'm going to tell you something now. Um, it's well worth the trip. Um, I was, I've been traveling a whole lot, as you guys have known. And, um, you know, going to travel, I know we're supposed to be in the series, um, doing a series on God is all of everything. But while I was traveling, I just kind of felt I didn't want to give that to you today um, because I want to know how bad you want it. The Israel trip, for me, took me to another place about who God is. And when you're here in America and you read scripture with one think, you know, one mentality, one mindset, and when you actually get to go to, to, the, to the Holy Land and actually see and touch some of the stuff, it actually changes your whole mind about the will of God. And so today I want to talk about how bad you want it. It's been a real easy story. I'm going to kind of walk you through it. And just to kind of get you, get, you know, we're getting ready to get towards the end of the year. I can't believe um, in three more weeks it will be a whole new year. Isn't that amazing? I mean, good night. I mean, I'm like, my grandson's going to be four years old in like another day. I'm like, goodness gracious, where, where has time went? Amen? So go with me to First King, Second Kings chapter 4. Chapter two, verse one. We're gonna walk through this text real simple. I don't have a, I don't have a whole lot of things for you. I just want to kind of put in my spirit what I have for you. Okay, okay. So the Bible says it came to pass when the Lord was about to take up Elijah into heaven by a whirlwind. Somebody say whirlwind. That Elijah went with Elisha from Gilgal. Okay. Now, this is a place of roots. Fill in blanks as a place of roots. The word Gilgad 
means the rolling means rolling away or the death of. In other words, um, so I got this over my shirt. I can see two two guys out here. Um, there are some things in your life you have to be willing to let go of so you can get to the next place. A lot of us want to get to want to go to next want to go to a higher place in God. Want to do something great. Want to do something phenomenal. But there's something there's things you won't there's some root issues you won't you won't give up. For instance, um, how many of you has heard this? Have heard have heard over and over again that Jesus died on, on a hill. We saw the movies. He's always dying what? On a hill. Well, guess what? When he got to Israel, guess where he died at? On a flat land. He died in front of a hill, not on a hill. Because, now I did know this, because in seminary, and Pastor Mike knows too, that when the Roman crucifixion was done, that she would that to deter other people from doing that crime. And so they wanted the crucifixion to be where people could see it and realize, don't do this. So think about it. If you want somebody to see something, you want, if you want the whole town to see something, would you put it on top of a hill? You wouldn't do it, would you? You put it down flat so pe- people can roll, can walk by, can travel by. They would see it. For instance, like you would put it right in the street here, level ground. So as, you, as you're walking by the church, you can see this person being crucified. Does that make more sense? But we have learned, it, we, 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 we sing that song, on a hill far away. But guess what? No. Nowhere near it. I'm like going, good night. So now all the, I got to throw all them songs away. No, I don't, but I'm saying no. But here we go. Li- now that, that's a deep-rooted issue that I have to wrestle with because now by me going there, I realize that didn't happen. From, so all the stuff I hear and, 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 and was taught and was, and was looked at, the movies, none of that came to pass. Now, he did die without a shadow of doubt. I mean, and, 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 and there's scientific fact about the tomb and everything else. But in order for you to go to another place, you have to, you have to let your, your guilt, you got to go from, you got to go from, you got to leave Gilgat. In other words, things that you are, that you just, just think that this, this is just truth, it may not be. And in order you go to the, to the next level, you got to give some things away to go higher. If you want to, if you, if you just want to go into 2017 at the same place you are now, then you got to stay in Gilgat. Elisha wanted Elijah's blessings. He couldn't get it staying at the same place. He said, you want to you, you go? Well, we got to go to Gilgat. Well, from Gilgat, next, next verse, verse 2 says, Elijah said to Elijah, stay here. Please, for the Lord has sent me to Bethel. But Elijah said, as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. So they went down to where? Verse 3 says, now the sons of the prophets were who were at Bethel, came out to Elijah and said to him, do you know that the Lord will take away your mask from over you today? He said, yes, I know. Keep silent. The next place, now once you leave your roots, this is the place of revelation. Somebody say revelation. Bethel, Bethel means the house of God. Now, so once I leave my deep-rooted issues, I got to have what? A time of, of revelation from God about where I'm going. Okay, once I let go of my deep-rooted issues, once I die to those things of my flesh, things of the world, at this point, now God speak to me about where I'm going. I got to have a deep sense of revelation from God. God, talk to me. Let me know what's really going on. Um, 
one one of the one of the most um, amazing things that that happened while I was there. I actually went to the place in Acts twenty four where Paul preached to Agrippa, and Agrippa said, "Y'all almost saved me," and I actually stood on the on on the marble that Paul preached at. Yeah. And so I already got it planned how when we go there in 2018, I'm going to film each one of you guys giving a two-minute testimony standing at the marble where Paul preached to Griff. Wouldn't that be cool? I mean, it, it, and, and here's the crazy thing about it. It's the actual marble. They didn't change the marble. I mean, it was ta- I'm sitting there going, Paul stood here. Now, I went through tons of, of, of dynasties and, and different conquerors, but they kept the arena the same. They, they never built on top of it. They kept the arena the same. So the floor of the arena was the same type marble they had when Paul met Agrippa all those years ago. Mind-blowing. God, if I have a, and, I, I, and I've been saved for a long time, I don't doubt God, but my faith just went to the, because when you hear this stuff and actually get to see the relics and see the stuff and go, man, this is like legit. This is not not a fairy tale. Here's Caesarea of Philippi. Incredible. Seeing the relics. Going back, seeing the shepherds. I mean, going back, seeing the artifacts. Going back, seeing the statues. And you get to touch it. You're like going, okay, this is the real deal. And they know this is the actual place. And God was revealing to me, how bad do I want this? I don't know about you, but... I don't want just a, a, a little bit of God. I mean, if God worked in great ways in the first century, who changed, us or God? He did. So the same power that Paul accessed and those, those saints of old accessed, who has, who has the opportunity to the same power? We do. But we're going to have our complete dependence on God. And guess what we got to do? We have to seek God even more. I, I rode the plane with um, um, a bunch of um, Jewish uh, family went there. And they have tons of restrict of, of laws. It's crazy. So check it out. So Friday night is, is the Sabbath. It's, a, it's Sabbat. We went to this hotel. There's a Sabbat elevator that goes to every floor because if you push the elevator button, that's work because you're not allowed to work on the Sabbath. So there's, a, so there's an elevator that's a Shabbat elevator that when you get on it, it's automatically programmed to go to every single floor without you pushing it because pushing the button means work. Isn't that crazy? But guess what? They're, they're preparing themselves for what? The Sabbath. Now, you might say, that's over the top. Let me ask you a question. How many of you in here prepare yourself for Sabbath? We've taken grace and made grace a afterthought and don't do some things to get ourselves prepared to worship. We've made God so complacent, so, so passe, we don't prepare our hearts and our mind for worship. We just come here as a routine. Where in the Old Testament, you have to physically, mentally prepare yourself to come into the presence of God. And today, the Jewish people still do it. On the plane, <laughs> on the plane, Nene, we on the plane, and all of a sudden, they all get up and they start doing their chants. I'm like going, y'all better sit down instead of rocking this plane. I mean, y- I mean, we had about, this, this plane was seat 400 and something. About 100 and something cats got up 
and started rocking and doing them. I'm going, whoa, what's going on? I mean, they went through their chant. I mean, about 100, the planes is, these, they're all standing up and they're doing that little rocking thing and whatnot, praying. I'm like, okay, this is interesting. Didn't care they was on a plane. Didn't care who was around. It was time to pray. Put the little thing on their head, wrapped around their arm, and they went to praying. Didn't care. Why? They wanted to go into the presence of God. I want to know how many of us here <coughs> will, will, let a, will let environment stop us from going to the presence of God. So once, but you, got, you, you have to let go some root issues, things you've been taught your whole life, and then you got then you got to spend some time to hear from God. You say, God, speak to me. Because guess what? What I what I think is right, I'm realizing is not. Remember the, the, the song, um, Pass Me Not, O Gentle Savior? How in the world can God pass you by? If you are calling, you if you are calling out to God, can God pass you by? But we sung, but we sing that song. Many of us sing that song. Savior. All the time. Pass me. How can God how can God pass by a sinner who calls him? It's not even a question that God would do that. But we have so many traditional songs, things in our roots, we have because we have not really read the word of God, understand the word of God. Here's, what, here's the part that gets us. Most of us in this room receive third or fifth, four or fifth hand revelation. This is what this means. Okay. If I get it from God, if, I, it goes, if God to me is what? First hand. God to me to you is what? God to me to you to you is what? God to me to you to you to you is what? God to me to you to you to you is what? That's how most of us get it. Most of us get it we, we with God to the preacher to our grandparents to our what? Parents and then to what? And we've never, ever researched the text or the word for ourselves. We took what we got from tradition or from our roots and said, this must be it. For instance, we all believe that Christ died on Friday, right? Wrong. Pastor Mike went to seminary. He knows up front it was he he died on Thursday. Period. But tradition said what? I mean, let's do the math. He's supposed, he's supposed to be in the grave. How many, how many days are supposed to be in the grave? Let's count. Friday is what? Saturday is what? No, no fr- Friday and Saturday is what? Saturday and Sunday is what? We got a problem, don't we? Now that, now that they go and say, well, the Romans, the Roman clock. But the prophecy said, Jesus said, just as, a, just as Jonah stayed in Billy Wells three days and what? So much the Son of Man. So, if you read John, it says that he died on a high Passover. The high Passover means it was the day before Passover, the normal Passover. I mean, he died on Thursday. So, Thursday, Friday is what? Friday, Saturday, Saturday, Sunday, bingo. We were taught what? Friday, because what? Good Friday. You see? Because they said, well, you know, back in those days, you counted the, the tw- 6 o'clock in the morning, the 6 o'clock at night was one day, 6 o'clock at night. To, but how come, if that's the case, how come you have four watches? First watch, second watch, third watch, fourth watch. If, though, if it was a whole day, you only have a first and second watch, and then they have another first and second watch on the other day. But no, you had four watches. 
to, to, to make the entire day. Again, because you were taught that because what? Those are your roots. But you, in order to get to your next level, you got to go to the place of revelation to say, God, God, speak to me. And I'm telling you what, going to Israel will blow your mind. Will open things up. You'll be like, wow. And honestly, becoming a better Bible study student. Actually reading your word, reading your word more. And stop just reading, watching someone's TV show. And actually getting in and start studying, saying, God, show me your word. Show me who you are. Once you get to the place of revelation, you got to go here. Next verse. Then Elijah said to him, Elijah, stay here, please, for the Lord has sent me to Jericho. But he said, as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. So they came to what? Next verse 5 says, now the sons of the prophets who were at Jericho came to Elijah and said, do you know that the Lord will take away your master from over you today? He answered, yes, I know what? The next place you have, you got to leave the place of resistance. Notice how at, two, at Bethel and at Jericho, what happened? They tried to what? Discourage them and say, hey, don't go. Don't you know what's going on? Don't go. Once you get your roots taken care of, once you get the word of God, you got to be able to stand firm on what you know now and resist the naysayers. Because how many know naysayers will always come in your life when God starts speaking to you in a greater way? Because people, people really don't want you to go to another level. They really want you to stay right where you are. Because why? If you go higher, it's, it reminds them that they're not going higher. And birds of a feather what? Most alcoholics hang with, other, hang with, with who? Right? Most hotheads hang out with who? Hotheads. It's just what they do. And if you, if you, if you want to stop being a pothead and do something different, what's going to wind up happening? They're going to start talking about you. Oh, you, you don't got too good for us now? You, 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 you don't got too, too high and mighty now? You can go and say, yeah, I have. Why? I want to go better. I want to go higher. I want to go higher in God. You got to ask yourself today. Next year, I'm, I'm, I'm a new, I'm a, um, I love this. I'm, I'm a numerologist. The study of numbers. I love numbers. Next year is 2017. The number 17 means victory. It mean, everywhere in the Bible, you see the number 17, something victorious happening, something on the upswing happens. Every time you see the number 17. So next year is the year of victory. You gotta ask yourself, how bad do I want to stay right where I am? You, you ever hit the phrase, I'm going to the next level? Now, if you're going to the next level, you can't go to the next level and stay at the same place. Can you? If you, if you keep going to the first grade, and you, you got to go to where? Second grade, right? So your next level is what? Second grade. You can go to, and you got you what? A new classroom, a new teacher, new curriculum, because what? Your next level meant a new place, new environment. You cannot have a next level without having a new place or a new environment. Some of you right now are trying to go to the next level, but you're staying in the same environment. You can't do it. You have to ask yourself, am I going to resist the stuff that keeps me bound and keeps me blocked? Because if you keep doing the same thing, guess what? You're going to get the same results. Nothing's going to change. And I don't know about you, but in my last quarter, I don't plan to sit, I don't plan to stay here and die and do a thing that I can't move, that won't allow me to go higher in God. I won't do it. Especially when I see all that God has shown me in the Word of God. 
what the text says. Let me read the next, the next text I saw. Elisha said to him, stay here, please. The Lord has sent me to Jordan. But he says, Lord livers, as your soul live, I will not leave you. So the two of them went on. Fifty sons, fifty men, the sons of the prophets stood facing them at a distance while the two of them stood by the Jordan. Next place you got to go to is the place of restriction. Now, the text says, we got, we go from our roots, revelation, resistance, now restriction. There's some people in your life that will watch you from afar and won't come close. Go back to the text. The text says, verse 6 says, 50 sons of the sons of the what? Prophets stood what? Facing them from a what? Go ahead out. Go ahead and try to go ahead. And they'll watch you, but won't but won't do what? Come join you or come near you. Because why? They want to keep you what? At their level. I mean, well, let me ask you something. Bear with me. Bear with me. We went to um this is the hardest thing right here, this, this right here, guys, of restriction. Jordan, the Jordan River, um, I went to the Jordan River. Now, you, we don't know, if you can see it on TV, it's all pretty and clear. That thing is nasty. Literally nasty. Remember, remember in, 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 the, in the second king when Nathan, the, the prophet said Nathan go and dip in the Jordan River? I know why he said no. <laughs> it's nasty. They're like, Bishop, you going to Jordan River? No. Because <laughs> he had some guys jump in the water and get baptized. I was like, well, Jesus got baptized here. Okay, that's Jesus. That river's nasty. I'm not going in there. I mean, I'm probably going the next time I go with y'all. I'm going to do it. But I'm like, ugh. I mean, nasty. I'm going, what could be in there? I mean, it's so, you can't see. If I put my hand right here, I couldn't see my hand in the water. It was so dirty. And it was dirty and cold. Yeah. So I'm going into some dirty water that I can't see that's freezing. The devil is a lie. <laughs> but now, so, the, so that's all right. Jordan is chilly. It was, I mean, this guy, this guy jumped in the river. I'm going with you with Jesus. Guy, he came out. <laughs> he was like, I'm going in the river. He came out. <laughs> His whole voice changed when he came out that river. Because that thing was freezing cold and was absolutely dirty. Well, how bad do you want to change? The little girl told Nathan, if he told you to do something else, would you not do it? Jordan is a place of, of asking you, am I willing to die to myself? Because that's really what it was. I had to ask myself, you know, am I willing to go in this dirty water with a symbolic baptism? And, and I, wasn't, I wasn't like, no, I ain't doing that. My friends jumped in the water and said, well, God bless you. I ain't going to forget that anyway. <laughs> Come back with the church and give me. I come back and baptize y'all on Lord's Day. Never. I'm like, no, nah, ain't doing it. Then we went to a place. They had, they had two places. They had one place where they had this big baptism took took us. Then they had the place. Then they had the place where they actually said he was baptizing us. Um, 
it was even worse than the places in the first place. It was this place was really nasty. I'm going, you can I said, here? Yep. I said, the other place was bad. This is even worse. I said, yeah. And it, and it made sense because it was it was, it was an open plain. The movie said John had was an open plain. And the place we went to was an open I mean, look, it, it this looked just like the movie. Lord, you went down into this dirty water. How many things are we willing to go down into that we don't want to deal with? This right here usually stops most of us from getting to our next place. There's some things we all got, and we all have in our spirit right now, that some things we don't want to let go. Am I right about it? Some of you got some things that you just like, I don't know about that. I'll do that, but I'm not doing that one. But guess what? That will decide whether or not you go into a whirlwind or you end up in the cave. Check it out. Get your Bible. I got to go to 2 Kings chapter 13. Same book. That's my man. I love teaching. On point. Perfect. Go down to verse 20 for me, Deacon Paul. There's another verse, the 21. Yeah, but I, I thought tw- I thought 20 had the um. There's another part of that. You, you did the right thing, but I thought 20 said there's another part of 20. No, she's right. I'm sorry. It was 21. It's my fault. I'm sorry, Deacon. Okay, check this out. Perfect. 20 and 21. Perfect. Give, give me 20. Check 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 this out. Elijah died. Now, Elijah gave Elisha a double portion of his spirit. Okay? Now, here's Elijah. He what? He died. And they buried him in the band of Moabites. Moabites, every time you see the word Moabites, it means your past. Okay, so the band of Moabites invaded the land of the coming year. That means the past came back again to haunt them. It came to pass as they were burying a man, and behold, a spied a band of men, and they cast the man to the what? Tomb of Elijah. Listen to this here. And when the man was let down and did what? He revived and stood up on his what? There was so much in Elijah. There was so much anointing, so much spirit in Elijah's bones. That if a dead man touched it, he came back to life. Because Elisha didn't pass the anointing on. Because he got stuck at restriction. He got stuck. There were some things he couldn't let go that he could pass the anointing on. You might say, well, Pastor, what's that thing? I'm glad you asked. Now, I know she didn't give this to you at all, Deke, because I didn't. This is something I'm giving up. This is, this is something new I'm giving you right now. So. Go to Second Kings chapter five. Second Kings chapter five. And go down to verse twenty twenty five. Second Kings twenty five and twenty six. Perfect. 
Let me grab your Bible. You guys, how many guys? How many guys your Bible? Good. Okay. So now, read, read, read it for me, right quick. Then you read 26 and get engaged. Read 25. 26. You got time. I got five minutes. Now, if you have your Bible, I want you to circle, was not my heart with thee. Elisha had a broken heart. Those of us in church, sometimes we'll have emotional hurts that happens in church in our life that will stop us from going forward. Anybody here ever, ever had a heartbreak? Come on, I'm, 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 I want to get you, I want to get you, I want to really... When I was in, I mean, when I was asking God what to preach these next few weeks, because you just can't come to Israel and just not, and don't be changed. It ain't happening. And God hit me hard and says, some of them will end their lives dying in a cave. Because they'll stop here. They'll, 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 they'll get, they'll get past, they'll get past, they'll get their, their roots done. They can get that done because they, they, they got saved. They hear the word of God. They'll get that done. They got revelation. They'll fight against it because now they're in church. He said, but that deep hurt, they, they, they can let it go. That'll stop them. It's a place of restriction. Because some of us got some deep, deep hurts. Think about this here. Gehazi was Elisha's trainee. He was supposed to get the, the double anointing of a double anointing. That anointing was supposed to pass down to all the prophets, to all the next prophets in, in Israel. He was going to get a double anointing from the double anointing. Can you imagine that? But because Gehazi lied to the prophet and broke his heart, he in turn could not hand down the anointing that he had to someone else because he had a heart broken. He, he had a broken heart. His heart restricted him from going, from moving forward. How many of us in this room right now have a heart problem? There's some things in our life or people have done things to us that we refuse, we refuse to, let, to let us move into a deeper level with God because why? Our heart's been hurt. We've been broken. We've been, we've been hurt. We've been, we've been rejected. We've been um, let down. And that pain of the letdown of all the heart pain or even worse, the church hurt stops us from moving forward. He said, he said, would not my heart with thee? He said, he, he said, Gazy, when you, when you lied to Naaman, I was with you. You're my protege. What you say was me. Because the only reason why Nathan gave him the money was because he said, my master said, give, give this up. And you broke my heart. And because of that, he never passed on there's some of you here right now. 
right in this room right now who are sick and tired of going, who want to go to the next level, but you refuse to let your broken heart. Guess what? It's broken. Let God fix it and move on. Okay. They hurt you. He hurt you. She hurt you. Okay. Move on. Why stay and die in a cave when God has put so much in you because someone has hurt you? You can't go into a victory with, with, the, with your past. You can't move forward in, in, in your life with your past beating you up. You've got to let go of that thing. If not, here it is. You will die in a cave with all your anointing, all your power, all that you have, and guess what? Nobody will get the, will get the benefit of it because you let your heart stop you from moving forward. You let your heart stop you from falling in love again. Let your heart stop you from, from trusting again, from giving again, from sharing again. Because why? Once I've been hurt, I'm not going no more. I mean, wait, fool, fool me once, what? Fool me twice. Some of you live with that. No. The Bible says, forgive those I have as I have what? Forgive what? 70 times 70. To tell you, you got to keep on moving on. If you don't learn to forgive, you will be stuck. Beloved, you will die in a cave. And God sent me to Israel to let you know right now, you, I, I do not want this house to die in a cave. New Season Church has too much, too great people because we are fearful of what? We are for who? And we are what? You cannot be those three things if you let your past or people or thing stop you from moving forward. It's your restriction. And guess what? The 50 prophets, they didn't pass Jordan, did they? They watched them. They weren't willing to make that turn. They weren't willing to go that next level. No, I'm not going that. I'm not going that. How many of you right now? are mad at people because they're willing to cross over and let it go, and you're not. And you're watching them get blessed, watching them move forward, and you're still going, but they don't understand my story. How many, how many, how many of us all got stories? Guess what? Your story of a broken heart is in the Bible. Who's the, who's the mender of broken hearts? The Lord. But you have to be willing to what? To let the Lord mend your heart. And you can ask yourself, how bad do I want to change? I mean, how many of you, how many of you right now really want to have a changed life? How many of you right now has some heart issues? Listen, I'm telling you now, most of you, most of you dealt with the roof. Most of you heard from God. Most of you have fought people up. You know, know, know how I know you, you, you did those three things? Because you're here right now. Some of you should have quit a long time ago, but you're here. You've done the first three. Here comes the killer, the heart. You will never get to your next level. You will stay at this level your whole life. 
or can you deal with the heartache? And you've got to deal with the heartache a little bit. But you have too much to offer to stop at the place of restriction. You've got to decide. I am not going to die in the tomb. There's too much in me to die in the tomb. How many of you know there's too much in you guys to die in the tomb? If you let your heart keep affecting you, you pass down nothing. You pass down nothing. All the gifts, all the knowledge, all that you have God has put in your life all these years, you pass down nothing because of why? Of a broken heart. God has put way too much in me to stop and go die in a cave. Now listen, here's, here's the part you got to realize. Once Gehazi did this, Elijah still did everything he was supposed to do. He served the king. He served the temple. He did everything, but he never fell in love again. He never trusted anybody else. He, did, he, did, he went through all the motions, but never got intimate. A lot of us in this right now are going through the motions, but we refuse to be intimate. Because why? The heart issue. It's my, I'm going to try to preach this next week. I'm, I'm God got this. I'm going to this, 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 try to get this thing out to you in these next few weeks to get you to decide. I don't want you to go into 2017 with that issue. I don't want you to go into a year of victory with this issue. So God hit me up. And so there won't be a whole lot of PowerPoint stuff. I'm going to go to the straight word and straight inspiration from the Lord and just speak to you from my spirit because I believe the Bible says spirit and truth set you free. And so I'm not going to do a lot of quotes these next few weeks. I'm going to come to you from the spirit of God that's put in me to tell you, you got to let it go. Or you will die in a what? Those are that simple. Jesus Christ died for you. Here's the cool part about Jesus, the cave. I went to the tomb. Okay. They did a scientific study on the tomb. Okay? In those days, when a person died in the tomb, they came back a year later and got his ashes. When they went and found the tomb that Jesus died in, they did a scientific study on that tomb, and guess what they found? Nobody ever died in that tomb. You don't hear what I'm saying. They did a scientific study, science, and prove that nobody died in that tomb. Y'all don't, don't hear me. Y'all don't, don't hear me here. They did a scientific study of the tomb, and nobody died in the tomb. That means that Jesus Christ, what, did exactly what he said he was going to do. He's alive right now, interceding for you. You have to decide, will I accept his grace and his what? Mercy and move on, or will I say stuck in the cave? But the question is, how bad do you want it? He's there. He wants to give it to you. But how bad do you want it? I don't know about you. I want it all. How many of y'all want it all? So start today.
write this down. Have this question. Meditate on this all week. Okay, you ready? I'm going to wait for you because I'm done. I'm done. And you need to write this thing down. You need to write this one, this one question down. I want you to reflect on it all week. Okay? Give me a little nod. I'm going to give you the question. And I'm going to pray out and we'll go. What hurt is keeping me in my place? What's the hurt that is keeping me in my place? Not the case, but in my case. What hurt, what emotional, you need to ask what emotional, church, personal, what hurt is keeping me in my place? Next week, next week, I'm going to preach, but I want you to bring those issues the altar and let's leave here I want you to meditate all week long now listen it's going to be painful it's going to be hard you want to deal with it but here's what you got to ask yourself if I don't deal with it I'm what you don't, if you don't deal with this hurt what, what, what happens to you I'm stuck in a cave how many of y'all want to die in a cave? What hurt is keeping me in my place? It might be someone, it might be something from your childhood. You might have a hurt from your parents. <coughs> that transferred over into your adult life, you don't even understand. You might be having a hurt from some, some lover way who you still haven't gotten over yet that's affecting you today. Whatever that hurt is, the Bible says, if it's in the Satan loves things in the dark. You bring that hurt out in the open, guess what? Jesus can deal with it. I don't want to know the hurt. I don't want you to actually identify the hurt. And next week, let's pray about it. And give it over to God. Because I don't want none of y'all dying in the cave with all your hurt. Okay? Let's pray. Father God, today, these are, your, these are your children. And God, someone here has emotional hurt that's, em- that's an emotional hurt. I can tell as, as I said the word, God, that this is just, they're in a cave. But the devil is a lie. There's a word from you, God, so help them these next few weeks get that thing out. They will live their life in a whirlwind. So, Father God, you know what the hurt is. God, this will be a painful week of remembering of their roots, hearing from you, being pushed back on, p- someone's going to tell them this week, God, girl, don't do that, man, don't do that, that, that that's, that's foolishness. But God, they got to get to level four. They got to get, they got to deal with this hurt. If not, they'll stay stuck in the cave. So help them, God, today. Trust you to deal with that hurt. They might move to the next level in you. Bless them, God, the only way you can. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Is that okay, y'all? Listen, pray about it all week. Preach real quick. We're going to have a good prayer time next, next Sunday. We're going to pray these hurts out because on Christmas, we're going to see what? The gift of freedom. Amen.
And I, 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 and I got a story about, I, got, I found some stuff out about that in Israel. That's, that's in the sermon, too. I'm going to let y'all know about it, okay? So I love you guys. See you Wednesday night. Take care.